I'm Sandy. And I'm Amy. We're two women taking on life's questions as posed by our listeners. In this podcast, we're channeling over 10 decades of life experience to tackle the probing questions and issues by first recognizing the real and life situations. While we also pursue the ideal in the conversations. Thanks for joining us. And if you like our podcast, please share, rate, review so others can listen in. Now to our conversation. All right, welcome to episode 19 of Your Real, Your Ideal. We are on Thanksgiving weekend of 2020. And today we're going to talk about gratitude because we're kind of in our gratitude mode of the things we're thankful for on this holiday. And um, boy, 2020 has been a year. So (laughs) what do you think, Sandy? Well, I think I'll have to add. So I think it was two episodes or three. Amy was just getting over COVID and my entire household has gotten a positive test back for COVID uh, we've been sick for over two weeks, so I'm on the downhill of that. Uh, yeah, 2020 has been quite a year, but now we can say we've all had it at varying degrees. Uh, crazy year. And yeah. Uh, yeah, left and right. And I, what a good time. I'm so excited about this conversation. And Thanksgiving is always, you know, I feel like I get random texts from people I haven't heard from for a long time. Um, you know, it is a great time for being grateful, even though it was just our little household and a lot of stress going on with different things that are, that go with COVID and, uh, frankly go with having my aging father-in-law living with us. Um, just a lot of stress, but in the same sense, you know, gosh, my, my girlfriends from high school, we had a group text that was going into the night about how much from jokes and memes to how much we appreciated each other to sharing what wine we were drinking. Both sides of my extended family, you know, we laugh about me and all my cousins, but I probably pretty much heard from all of them yesterday. And then the other thing is um, my parents, uh, yesterday was their 56th wedding anniversary. Oh, I love that. Amy, they got married on Thanksgiving day. Have you ever heard of such a thing? No, but what a great time to do it with all the family gathered together. That's what, that's what the thought was. And it was just cake and coffee and they, uh, and they had a video and I found the old home video and I shared it with um, different family groups and put it on social media and people really enjoyed seeing you know, people from, cause it was 56 years ago. There were a lot of people that aren't around anymore. Wow. And, uh, and then it was fun for them because when their anniversary does land on Thanksgiving, which what happens every seven years, right. Wow. Um, it makes it a little special too. So anyway, oh, grateful, for them. grateful for you, Amy too. So oh, thank I'm you for these for conversations. You. This is fun. And you know, we kind of had the same thing going on. Lots of text because nobody was together. Even my my, the six of us and my immediate family, there were only three of us at the table this year. And, and we're used to being with all the extended family and we don't have large families, but all of Tom's side is usually together for Thanksgiving. And this year, um, I had one kid in quarantine in Omaha. She was in Omaha and, um, but she was in quarantine. And then I had one kid stayed in Chicago and I, one kid came from Kansas city and I had Trevor 
But then my husband had to go to St. Louis because his dad's not doing well. So he took off on Wednesday. So it was like a really small, intimate Thanksgiving. And I will say I'm very thankful for the my kids that were here. And um, I'm thankful for my kids that weren't here too, because they're taking care of themselves. And I'm thankful that my husband got to go help his mom take care of his dad. And um, I'm thankful for FaceTime because yesterday we were doing lots of FaceTiming and adding people to the calls. Mm -hmm. So we had one long FaceTime with one of the grandmothers and then all my kids were on the call and we were all together and then we, she had to go. And so we're all on the call talking and we're like, okay, let's call our other grandmother. And so we all called her. So I will tell you, FaceTime is, um, and Zoom, those are like two of the things that I'm really thankful for. I'm very thankful for them. And I am thankful. I am with the text too. The old, my yeah. kids do these group texts and we find, I have one, we had one that uh, when I found my parents' video, I stumbled on a video because when I was going through it, I was going through other family videos. It was the funniest thing, Amy, but I didn't remember it. Zachary, my oldest, who's now 27, uh, he must have been seven or eight and Ben must have been four or five and Ben's tooth was loose and he wanted so badly to remove his tooth. And I, I clipped it down to a one minute video saying, what is going on here? And, and my ex-husband, their dad and I were videotaping the whole thing and he did remove the tooth, but the whole dialogue was hilarious. So I started a group text with the ex-husband and the three boys saying, what is going on here? And you know, we all laugh and it's like, where did you get that video? And oh, yeah. just sharing a little bit of life and yeah, we had a lot of fun times. I don't really, you know, it could have been a sitcom. It's like what parents videotape and say, remove his tooth when the child doesn't want him to. And it was, it was funny. But (laughs) my mom said, because I had shared their wedding video. And so they knew it was the anniversary. She left her phone alone. And when she got done with her small meal, she said, I had 84 texts. Cause you know how you can have a group text that goes up to like 26. And she said, I have never seen so many pictures of people's food tables in my life, which she loved because that's what everybody was taking pictures of, of their food (laughs) and their tables. (laughs) I have a little selfie of me and my two kids with all of our food. Right. (laughs) We we were enjoying, she said, it was really fun to see everybody's food. And you know, one, one cousin who's younger than me did grandma's dressing recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Everybody was going on and on about it, like that she would never let food go to waste. And those were breadcrumbs from the last two weeks and how she made her sauce. And I mean, there's something about cooking and food that is to be grateful for and shares a lot of memories of people and times past. I think Thanksgiving does that for us too. The whole theme around food, food and togetherness, right? Togetherness. Yeah. Somebody, I saw uh, somebody put a tweet out that said, I feel bad for all the cousins this year who aren't able to go for a walk with their cousins. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what my kids have done every Thanksgiving as they go for a walk with their cousins, you know, and I'm like, oh, but, but you know what, everybody's healthy. We're here. We're all good. So we're here and it's 2020 and we're almost to the last month, Amy. I know. And I'm hoping 2021 is, <laughs> I hope it's a really good year. <laughs> it's going to be. 
I hope so. Think, All right. Okay. Keep on going. I think yeah. part of our point too is everybody, we keep laughing and saying 2020 was so bad, but was it? Was it that bad? Did we get more out of it? Did we become more grateful? Did, did it make us think and feel deeper and better? You know, did, is 2020 a bad thing or has it been a good thing? I, I think a little bit of both. I think I feel a real sense of privilege in saying that it's been good for me because it has made me pause and stop. And But along with that privilege, I'm going to say, I don't have to worry about feeding my family. Like we're okay. I, I'm not running late on rent or mortgage, so I'm not going to lose my home. You know what I mean? So um, I think for some of us, it has been very introspective, having this time to pause, get caught up and appreciate the time with just the family and the ones you're with and being more intentional about reaching out. But I do still think that there are some people who are really, uh, who can't say that, who have lost right. a loved one this year because of COVID. Or, you know what I mean? There's like, they're not yet at that point where they can say, yeah, it's been an okay year. <laughs> like it's hard for Did some. you see all the stats too on the number of people that needed food from the food bank this Thanksgiving season? Yeah. It was yeah. really high, lines long. Right. And I think what does add to that is uh, inaccessibility to grocery stores or not, you know, it's back to pick up. I think there's a lot of things that contribute to that this year, but I'm with you, you know, um, Garrett and I, we went on a nice walk yesterday, it helped, you know, back to the lungs and the COVID. There's nothing better than a nice fresh air walk, especially in Colorado. But we talked about how lucky we are and how, right. and, and having each other during, you know, back right. to being quarantined, we're not alone. Right. I know I was reading an article about um, people in the nursing homes and they've been locked down since March, most of them. And so they're, and a, a lot of them are locked in their rooms. Like they're not even letting them wander around because they don't want them co-mingling. They don't, you know, they just want to keep everybody safe. And they're talking, their health is deteriorating because their lack of activity, their lack of interaction. And it's just, so yeah, you know, I think 2020 has made us aware of some some things that we can do better with our time, but it, uh, there's also a lot of people really struggling, which is just heartbreaking. So anyway, on we go. But this little quote that you wrote down, this is not the year to get everything we want. This is the year to appreciate everything you have. And that's, that's very, uh, very true. There was, isn't it funny? I just listened to a Sheryl Crow mini audio, audio um, from Audible. It was very good, only um, an hour and a half. And now I'm remembering, you know, her lyrics to her song are so good. And there's one song lyrics that's very similar to that quote, which is, it's not about having what you want. It's about wanting, wanting what you have. And I think about that a lot. That's back to quotes we didn't bring that up or that didn't get brought up in quotes maybe in different ways um last week when we talked about advice but i remind myself that of that all the time is don't think about not what you don't have 
or what you what you think you want, but want what you have. Look at what you have and be in, that's gratitude. Being grateful for what you do have, not for what you don't have. Right. And isn't that something we tell our kids all the time as they're growing up? Because I remember as a kid wanting stuff. Like I remember wanting, wanting, wanting. And I do remember there were times where I would get something I wanted and it would bring that little bit of joy for a little bit. And then I would move on to wanting something else. Right, right. (laughs) I was a kid. I'm not like that anymore. (laughs) But that's part of it. And and it's so easy to see what everybody else has. Um, Right. Gosh, there's another quote. There's another quote that was, I'm not going to get this exactly right. But it was um, usually, basically what it was based on is if you're looking at, it's not the things that you typically would look for and say, I want that. If you're basing happiness on, on something you want, it's usually, those aren't the things that make you happy. It's more the intangible things, the relationships, the feelings, because that ends up being stuff and it's short term. Right. Does that make sense? So kind of like if you're, if it's kind of like looking through a catalog, I want this, 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 and this. And if I have all these things, I'll be happy. But the things that usually bring the most happiness are the things you're not going to find in a wish book. You know, they're not going to be, it's a moment, it's a feeling, it's a relationship. You know, what, what were the things that we were sharing? Sure. They were food pictures, but it was more grandma's casserole thinking about who was, at that table, remembering what it was like the last time we were together, it was the feelings behind the pictures that were the true gratitude and the people behind the message. Right. And the people you're connecting with. The people you're connecting with. Yeah. Right. The ones that you are sending it to. That's what was so important yesterday. So how do you have an attitude of gratitude when you're the one standing in line to get the Thanksgiving meal and you're worried about paying rent on December 1st. It's easy for us to say, we're like, oh, wow. You know? Right. Right. And that's a really good question. You know, if I were in line for a Turkey, it it would probably be really hard to say, I am so thankful that somebody was able to give me a Turkey because what would really be on my mind is probably all the reasons that I couldn't buy the turkey myself and all the things that were weighing me down. So um, having that little piece of gratitude would probably be pretty challenging. And, you know, that's like people with illnesses. You know, you think about someone in the middle of cancer treatments um, and they feel like junk. Right. um, how I'm always really impressed when there's people like that who can identify things that they're grateful for or point out things that are positive that are happening in their lives. But I don't know how they do it. You know, I always think back to, and this is, um, more of a user on a circumstance when bad things are happening, like nine 11 or we're at war, uh, scary, big things, right? But you remember the quote from Mr. Rogers on his mother, and she said, look for the good people. You will always find good people. Don't look at the scary things. Look for the good people because they're always there. Yeah, I think it was look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. Thank you. Yes, yes. Which is good people too, but yeah, look for the helpers. Totally. That's, 
And that's a really good perspective to get out of your head and what's going on that's bad because sometimes when it's in our head and the bad things and we can start spinning out of um, control in our head, but start looking at the people who are helping you, helping others. Yeah, that's a good. It's a gratitude thing because back to, uh, I'll use the example when I got the phone call to say my test was positive and I started picturing the guy on the other line. I'm thinking, boy, he's having a long day. I mean, we're, our numbers are terrible here. It's just, it's, it's really bad in our county right now. And I bet these people, the healthcare workers, back to the helpers, you know, this guy is on the phone with everybody with a ton of questions, with a lot of concerns, are not feeling well. And when I started thinking about him as a helper and feeling gratitude toward him for taking the time and answering my questions, and he started thanking me. He's like, thank you for being careful. Really, oh my gosh, you've only been in contact with the people in your household the last two weeks. Oh my gosh, you know, I've had a people take out the, we ended up going back and forth being grateful for each other and having a great conversation. But it was something that, you know, you can get aggravated, you can be scared. There's a lot of feelings that go with that and finding gratitude appreciating the helpers, appreciating the person on the other side for being a human that's just trying to do, whether it's the person handing out the turkey in the line, whether it's a person behind you that might, might have a worse story than yours, you know? Right. There's gratitude everywhere. Right. I completely agree. And, um, and that you expressed it to him. I love that. Like, it just reminded me of you and your gratitude letters. Mm-hmm. And you sending those letters to people and telling people, you know, what you're thinking of and how you're thankful for them. And I think that's such an important piece. Expressing gratitude is one thing, but also just thinking, having that thought process that's always going in your head mm-hmm. of you're thankful for. So there's like kind of two pieces. One's the internal thoughts and one's the communicating that to others of why you're grateful for them. You know, I have a really strong belief, Amy, in in the kind of actions that result in the highest level of happiness, because we can do a lot of things. So back to what do you do and why is gratitude important? There's a lot of things I'm really bad at, like taking things too personally, not wanting to get feedback. But there are a couple of things I'm really good at. And one of them is gratitude. I always have been. It's my knee-jerk reaction. So if something really, really bad happens, my knee-jerk reaction is I start to think about the positive. I find, and usually that's with people. If, if somebody treats me really bad, I, my innate reaction is to think about somebody in a similar circumstance that have treated me really well. And I will go out of my way to call them, write them, do some form of gratitude. But I will tell you, from a happiness factor standpoint, the uh-huh. actions that have the biggest impact for me that have caused me to have the most fulfilling and longevity in being very happy have been gratitude and probably forgiveness. And so I think part of what we're talking about is finding the gratitude has in, in looking for the good and being appreciative, even when it's hard, will probably help you come out of it the best, you know, it's, I think so. I mean, that's been my history at least is if anything, it's something we can all do, but it probably helps the most in bad situations. 
Yeah, I agree. I, but you know what, I'm someone like you that just finds, tries to find the positive in every situation. And sometimes it's not like right when you're in the throes of the problem and the chaos, but you can like see it in hindsight. You start to see some of the growth, some of the learning, some of the whatever it is, there's always something you can be grateful for. And it sure feels a lot better than being upset or being angry. It's for me. Yeah. Even in conversations where uh, Garrett and I are both upset. If we start talking about more in terms of gratitude and what's going right or what did we learn from it, we're not playing victim and villain and, you know, it's always good to dissect things, but it's a, it's a positive way to move on too. And, and to appreciate it's, 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 sometimes it's easier to criticize than to find the positive. It's just a natural thing. And so seeking out the positive, there's, um, there's a lot of paying it forward with that because when you do it towards somebody, and they feel it, it's like, wow, that was, I didn't realize that I made that kind of a difference. And you're more inclined to keep paying positive things forward or being reminded to show gratitude to other people. Right. So I have to share a little story about Trevor. Um, He's a senior this year. And so I was talking to him last week about his senior year because it's, you know, it's a different senior year and his junior year has been different too. And Um, I like, I don't know what's going to happen in the spring, like what's going to happen with graduation. And we were talking about it because I was cleaning out some cupboards in my kitchen and I came across stuff that I am saving for possibly a graduation party. I was like, oh, I don't need this stuff anymore. And then I'm like, oh, I'll save it for the party. Maybe, hopefully. (laughs) So I was talking to him about, hopefully we can have a graduation party. And, um, so I was asking him, I'm like, how are you feeling? Like, how are you doing with this, your senior year? And, and he is so, um, he's fine. Like, he's not That's upset awesome. about it. He's just like, yeah, he's like, it's okay. You know, he's not, he's not excited and happy about it, but he's not upset and miserable about it. You know, that you could go two ways. Right. He's just, he's just even killed and, um, he's enjoying what he can do and, uh, he seems to be doing good. So I was thinking about him and I was thinking about his, like, we're kind of low drama here. Yeah. And love that, Amy. I know. <laughs> I'm very like, appreciative of everybody in my life who's <laughs> low drama. I know. I'm not like someone who's going to throw a big fit about you know, him not being able to go to a football game, right? I'm like, you know, it is what it, it is what it is. And we just kind of move on. Um, so I think that I'm just going to give myself a little bit of credit because I think that's carried over into his perspective of stuff because I think he hasn't had parents and I'm, I'll give Tom credit too. It's not just me, but he hasn't had us role modeling, role modeling this hysterical craziness and demanding that things happen because it's his senior year. He needs to have this happen. It's just like, okay, we're just going to roll with the punches and we're going to do what we can. And we're going to be thankful that, you know, he can still go to school. 
like schools are still open and he's still be able to go to his friends. We're going to be thankful that um, we're all healthy, you know, and there's so much stuff that we can still be thankful for, even though all this stuff isn't happening. So Amy, I think I'm listening to you. What, what, what you've done is you've also raised a son who knows from his parents and from his family that it's not all about him. And that's part of appreciation and gratitude too. If he was raised in a setting, and this is where there can be a downfall, is where when a child, because you're young, you lack maturity, you think it's all about you, then all this stuff does turn into drama and it's all about you. But he, he knows it's not all about him. And that's part of being appreciative too, right? Is that there's other people in this world and it's not all about me. So kudos to you for instilling well, that in him. I think that's part of having multiple children too. I'm just going to say that because I was just having a conversation with my 24 year old today, Reagan, and um, she was talking about going to visit grandma's and one of the cousins throwing a fit because they didn't get spiral macaroni and cheese. And Reagan said, she remembers sitting there thinking, I don't care. I'll eat whatever you put on my plate. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's growing up in our house or you're just going to eat what you get. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And the world does not revolve around you. <laughs> you know what? That's a great point because I think about um, my kid's dad. He he had nine kids in his family, tons of grandkids, and it was very much instilled. You know, my kids, my you get, there's three, but very uh, we always instilled life isn't fair. You know, where they'd be like, so and so got this, and I got that. Oh well, tough. You know, and you got <laughs> yeah. you get what you get. And you don't throw a fit. And it is all about family. And yeah, there is no prince or princesses in this crew. And what's, here's my funny, my 24 year old, our 24 was actually went to grade school together, but boy right. and girl and yeah, yeah. Different. <laughs> Reagan didn't play football, Ben did, no. you know, Ben didn't yeah. play volleyball, but um, he went to Thanksgiving. And the funny thing about Ben is he does not like, he is the typical pizza, pasta, nuggets. He's always been a real picky eater. He's doing better now and he'll, he'll make his own food, but like very much, you, you know, you don't mix things together, you know, not casseroles, but you grill, you make wings. Anyway, he was at a family, um, uh, small, but family Thanksgiving. And I knew he just doesn't like typical Thanksgiving food. A lot of it is gravy and all together. It's just not food he likes. So he called me on his way home. He's like, what, what do you think I should have for Thanksgiving? I'm like, you probably just left the biggest thing of food, but he'd never say a word about it. He's like, it's okay. I ate some, like I had some rolls, you know, maybe some turkey <laughs> and he was sitting a drive-through, but it would never cross his mind to not say thank you. And just because he was kind of being a prima donna about not like, you know, kind of like Reagan said, it's just like, you know, <laughs> I'll eat what they give me. And if I don't, I guess I'm going to have to have fries from McDonald's on my way home. You know, right, that's right, my choice. Right. Yeah, right. And they'll be fine. They figured it out. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting, Trevor, and being okay. Good, being Trevor. Good for right him. now. He's a role with the, the punches kind of guy. All right. So you sent me an article this morning or last night. I read it this morning, but it was really good. It was people who can't say they're thankful for these seven things will have a very hard time in 2021. It was so an interesting I, article, wasn't it? It was a very interesting and I pulled it up and I've got the list of things. And number one is to be grateful that you're alive, which, you know, you know, this is very true. All right. 
Um, and very true. And I think it's interesting back to COVID because that is, there is this, it's all good unless you're in the percentage of people that got it bad, right? So when people say, oh, bring it on, I'll take COVID. And I'm like, why would you say that with anything? You know, it's like taking a roulette gun to your head. So even though we know you can say percentages, you can say it's a minority, but nobody wants to be in that minority. So it kind of is top of mind of, oh my gosh, health, you know, I don't want to be on a ventilator in an ER. Um, right. Yeah. Being alive so, and, and appreciating that's a great thing. Yeah. The last sentence in this, this paragraph is about this. It says, the gift of life is worth being very thankful for. Mm -hmm. All right. The second one is be grateful for pain and longing. Did you remember why we're supposed to be thankful for that? Well, because you learn from it, right? Um, yeah. Yes. The, th the thing I remembered about that one, and of course, I'm trying to find my article. I'm used to having two screens. Oh, well, I'm just going to go from memory. Um, there was a line. It was in the third paragraph. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you have the article in front of you, Amy? I do. I do. The third paragraph. First, because good relationships are what makes us happiest and most fulfilled, and all good relationships depend on understanding. If you never experience pain and longing, you never, you'd never be able to understand anyone else. Okay, so there is this great Garrett um, appreciation quote that when I say it to people, they love it because they haven't thought about it that way. Um, it comes up a lot when people are in the dating world. And so I have a new friend here in um, Durango and she is recently divorced and she is now dating and she gets so disappointed when she meets somebody and she thinks that it's going to work out and it doesn't work out. And I gave her this and she's come back to me because I've given her this advice that Garrett told me and Garrett always says, think of everybody, whether it's dating or work, everybody is part of your journey. And from that journey, if it doesn't work out, what did you learn from it? And it's going to help you define the best relationship, the best work partner, the best. And then when you find them, you're going to be even more grateful for them because you've learned through your journey what you want, what you need, and what kind of a partner you can be. And so right. for her, she's like, I've never thought about it that way. And I said, it might take, it's kind of like kissing the frog, right? right but right. that's what I liked about this part in the article because don't be just every person, every encounter, uh, these are just parts of the journey that may be painful and may not be the right and final one, but you're going to learn so much from those disappointments and pain that when you do have it and it is good is you're going to appreciate it more. You're going to be grateful and you've learned from those parts of your journey. And I, and I was just thinking as you're talking about like the dating and relationships, I was thinking also about, you know, support groups. Yep. So you've gone through some sort of pain and you're coming together with people who are going through the same thing. And so you understand them and they're helping you understand you and what you're feeling. So it's that um, having some gratitude for that. It's not wonderful to go through that pain, but it is something that's helping you help others and and creating some more relationships and understanding. So. I think there's something to be said for what doesn't 
kill you makes you stronger, but I think what doesn't kill you makes you smarter too. Right. Totally. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so very true. A lot of learnings and, you know, not right. everything is going to work out. Yeah. So this next one is be grateful for your needs. Mm. And I thought this was good because I, I was thinking about 2020 and what has happened in 2020 and all the inventions or all the, how resourceful people have been in 2020 because they've needed something. They've okay, needed, that's great. To, you know, like we've, so we have to be thankful that we needed um, to be able to connect with people. So we all started doing FaceTime and Zooming more, you know, or we felt the need to, uh, I don't know, you know, we're working from home and have children and we felt the need that we had to set up an office with some privacy because, you know, there are some things that, that have um, happen because of our needs. That's a great point. We're, we're much more um, resourceful and we're much more in tune with our needs. And I think because things got so easy and between being on the hamster wheel, accessibility, you don't even realize what some of your core needs are Right, going through the motions and they're just right there. Right. And like, we didn't realize that we needed some quiet time that it was okay to have quiet time. Like those needs hadn't, for some people hadn't been met for a while. That pause button, they hadn't had an opportunity in those needs. So anyway, I thought that was good. Um, the next one is be grateful for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And you know, forgiveness of people forgiving us. That's what I always think. I'm grateful that people forgive me for whatever if I've ever done anything. And um, I'm always really conscious to make sure I'm giving that forgiveness too, because that's pretty important. Love that. Um, okay, this next one, be grateful for your failures. Thoughts on that? I don't think you can succeed unless you failed. Or you can even appreciate, back to gratitude, your successes without knowing your failures. I'm very grateful for my failures, you know? Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't think you gotta be able to acknowledge them, first of all, and understand them and not be ashamed, but yeah. be able to lean from them. Everybody has them. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's kind of taboo because they talk about in here is, wow, yeah. let's be grateful for your failures. This is a good one, right? Hmm, failures. I've had my share of them, but people like to not, you know, who, who puts on Facebook, look, I failed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, you know, I get back to, um, to this day, I still have people and they do it from a place of love, you know. Uh, the, it was actually in the Omaha World Herald front page. Uh, it was quoted that I was fired by X, who is the CEO of the company. And we absolutely got into a public squabble. Okay. But it was on the, it was quoted in the front page of the paper because I told the reporter it came from me. And yeah. so, because part of the squabble was I wanted to be very clear what happened. Okay. People 
hated that for me. Oh my God, that was on the front page. Everybody knows you're fired. I'm like, but I was like, I, I, but they were so upset to this day. It's like, oh, but they put that in the paper and I'm, and I'm thinking, but it, it, it was a failure it, and it happened, but people are so afraid of the F word, you know, failing and firing. And it's like, it's okay. Right. And we're so used to competing with the images on social right. media. Like right. you said, you know, we're not posting all of our failures on Facebook. Or- no, Amy, I didn't put it on LinkedIn and say, look, I would have bought it. I was fired, people. But the funny part was, is it was back to being grateful. I was at a point of being grateful. Not that I, I didn't know he was going to put, I didn't say put this in there, but it, it, it was what had happened. But right. I was to the point of, I had already seen it as a failure. I was already in the process of learning from it and I was already moving on to new opportunities. So that's how it felt to me, but it was so interesting how people were just so appalled in a very kind and nourishing way. Mm -hmm. But it it was a reminder on how people don't, people are uncomfortable with failure. That's what I'd say. People are uncomfortable with failure. Yes, and knowing about, other people's failure and their own failures because it expresses some vulnerability when people, everybody knows that you failed. Garrett and I say this all the time. We failed in our first marriages. We don't say it's a 50, 50 thing. It's, you know, he did this to me. We both failed in our first marriages. And we will often say though, sometimes it's like, Oh, why didn't we meet when we were young and we could have had our, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he said this, you know, back to the nuggets of Garrett knowledge. He said, I never would have appreciated you ever the way I appreciate you today. I needed to fail and it, I needed to fail in my first marriage to appreciate you in my second marriage. And I would say the same thing. We, part of your journey. it was part of our journey and we learned a lot from our failures to make us better spouses the second time around. Yeah. So this last sentence about be grateful for your failures in this article, it says, be grateful for your ability to write the next chapter, but also for the experiences, even the failures that brought you to the blank page once more. I just, I love that. I love that imagery of, all right, what's the blank page? What's my next chapter? If I know this didn't work out, what's next? So anyway, that's a good one. All right, the next one. So these again are seven things that if you're not thankful for these, that you're gonna have a very hard 2021. (laughs) So start shifting your mind if you're not grateful for this. But the next one is be grateful for your people. I loved it that they said your people. Me too. <laughs> you know, that's just a, I, my people. Like when it, when we were talking about all of our, I, I was texting with uh, several of my old neighbors. One was a group text. One had adopted my cat and uh, high school friends, you know, extended family, immediate family, FaceTime with my brother and my niece. Amy, these are my people. You know, you and I exchanged texts yesterday. Several of my other good friends. I love this. Be grateful for your people. Yes. I completely agree because a lot of people will write, be grateful for the people in your life, which that's completely different than your people. Right. Yeah. Okay. They said you get, yeah, uh, relationships are great, but understanding your people and who really matter and 
that's the key. And it says in this piece also that animals can fit into this category oh, too. So be thankful for I'm her. sleeping right by my side because you know? right by mommy. I don't have mine aren't with me today. I don't know where mine are today. They're usually right with me. Um, okay, the last one is be grateful for hope and faith. Nice. Right. You gotta have hope and faith. I mean, hope it's kind of like our dreams thing, our dreams thing, our dreams thing. Look at, I've got COVID foggy mind here. Remember our dreams thing, Amy? (laughs) Our episode on hopes and dreams and how my mom told me, you got to let people have hopes and dreams. You got to stop dosing reality on them. Right. It says hope and faith go hand in hand. They're prerequisites to optimism. And optimistic people are the ones who achieve the greatest success and happiness in life. Okay. Nice. Lovely. I know. So anyway, great article. Um, Thanks for sharing that this morning. Uh, Gratitude. So I'll go through the other, the seven of them real quick, just for our listeners. It's grateful you're alive, grateful for pain and longing, grateful for your needs, grateful for forgiveness grateful for your failures, grateful for your people, grateful for hope and faith. So that's good. Love those. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with some questions. All right. Question today. So this was really interesting. I read an article today um, because, you know, we're good at doing our research and reading lots of articles. We don't want to come to this thinking that we know all the answers and all the questions. So this article today was, um, I read it in psychology today. It was about a year old and it was talking about the office, like the adverse, um, the problems with having a completely grateful perspective on stuff, okay? And one of the quotes was from the article was, critics of social justice movements have characterized activist demands for fundamental changes in the system as petulant expressions of ingratitude. Gratitude norms that discourage people from expressing dissatisfaction may function to inhibit citizens from voicing complaints about shortcomings and injustices. Man, this is reminding me of kneeling for the flag. Well, isn't that the truth? I mean, against veterans and it's like, it's, you know, and my point is, is, you know, and I'll, I'll use this as an example in no way, shape or means or the, is their point to go against veterans or right. people who have supported the flag in that way. But the psychology is that people automatically say, you just need to be grateful, you know, right. and they're discouraging them from expressing dissatisfaction. Wow, this is deep. Right. Um, I, I was reading this article and it was it a really- possible to feel grateful while also speaking out against what's wrong? I think it absolutely is. Because you can't I, be, I get back to my mom when she'd call me a Pollyanna. Um, it's good to be an optimist, but life isn't perfect all the time. And there has to be a time when things are not right, that you're not simply um, trying to pretend that it's not something it's not. What do you think? That's a pretty- I completely agree because, you, but you have to- Amy, I can't hear you. you. Oh, you can't? 
Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. I wonder if it came unplugged. Can you hear me? Yep. Maybe it's something I did. I'm sorry. Maybe they heard you all along. If everybody heard them all along, Sandy does have technology issues. So keep on going. Everybody can hear you a second time probably now. So um, I think, yes, I agree with you that, yes, you can be an optimist. You can show gratitude and you can also bring up social justice issues. Um, I think the thing that happens, though, is that the people who have that perspective of, well, let's find the helpers. Let's, let's find things to be grateful for. You know, those are really good for our um, psychological well-being and ongoing, but that may tend to soften us from the injustices that are happening. Does that make sense? Because I was thinking yep. about uh, like the turkey line, the people in line for the turkeys this year because they couldn't afford uh, groceries for Thanksgiving and the high need this year. And in my mind, I would look at that line and I would say, gosh, I am so thankful that there's people to provide that food for them, you know? So, and instead of going to, because when I was reading this article this morning, I was like, am I softening the, the effects of COVID on people? Like in my, by doing that, am I like kind of ignoring this injustice that's happening for people who are out of work and, you know, all these things due to this pandemic? Um, and I am, I, I, and internally that's, that's creating my, um, it's not firing me up. It's, right. it's keeping me from being fired up of, oh my gosh, Great we point. should do something about this issue. And because I'm looking at, oh, I'm so glad they're getting turkeys. <laughs> so so I, I think it's, it's, you can do both, but I think if you have an attitude of gratitude, um, just be aware that you may not be uh, feeling the complete empathy for others. And I was even thinking about, you know, I've had friends who have gone through cancer and I look at it and I'm like, oh, my heart breaks for them. But I'm also like, gosh, I'm thankful they're getting such a good care and they're recovered. And they're like, I still look at all the good stuff. And I have one friend who went through it and I adore her because whenever we talk about it, she just hashtags cancer sucks. And I'm like, Yes, cancer sucks. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's that's embracing it. That's acknowledging it. I think you have to be balanced. I would I like say that. that. I like that. It's hard though, because you want to protect your mental well-being. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I need to um, keep my my head safe. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And so when I am acknowledging that all these people need turkeys and what's happening, that they all need Thanksgiving food, um, then my heart starts to hurt. It makes me sad. So, yeah. But you got to be a realist too, right? Right. Right. Okay. So, 
Okay, but we can still be grateful for what <laughs> we can still have gratitude. All right, so the um, final discussion question is what's the real in these situations and what's the ideal? The real is there's there's plenty to be grad grad. Look at here's goes the fog again. There's COVID brain. <laughs> COVID brain. There's plenty to be grateful for. You just have to look for it and in your heart see what it is and express it. The real is that it's there. It's there. And sometimes it's hard to be grateful when you're not feeling good, when you're going through pain, going through a lot of things we talked about in that list failure, um, relationship issues, it's tough, but uh, the ideal is to find it because you're going to feel better and you're going to, it's just going to be a natural um, positive stimulant for yourself that only pays it forward with others too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think the real is... Um, we have to do what's best for us. And so sometimes like me, I, I'm just, you know, I'm thinking through it for myself. Gratitude is definitely a survival tactic. It's been a survival tactic that I've had since my kids were wee little ones. And I really had to dig out each day and, and figure out, okay, what am I grateful for? <laughs> you know, they used to always say, um, instead of complaining about the laundry, be grateful that you have all the, the people in your house that create the laundry. And I'm like, okay, that's a stretch, but <laughs> You'd be grateful you have all the socks. You know, right. another thing you made me think about too is uh, one thing that I can take really personally is when I'm not appreciated. Okay. So, uh, you know, it happens with our kids where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not feeling appreciated for this, or they're taking me for granted, or, and I can find myself wallowing a bit when I'm not feeling appreciated. And a good strategy against that is to, instead of thinking, because I can't change other people's actions, right? right? But what I can do is change myself. And so when I'm not feeling appreciated, and I think I do this quite a bit, I turn it and start thinking about the people that I do that that I appreciate, and I'm more. Uh, it really motivates me to share that with them because of how it made me feel. Right. Yeah. And I do find that I might be mad at one son for not feeling appreciated or how he responded, and um, fifty percent of the time, how I'll react is I will thank the others for things that they've done that was dissimilar type action. The other 50%, Amy, is uh, it is a known thing with my kids that if I'm, if I'm kind of mad at one, they all three, I find something negative. That's the other 50% of the time, oh, yeah. not the ideal. And they'll just ask me, who did what? Because I mean, I know, I know something triggered this. My somebody ticked you off. And so now we're all getting something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, pretty, you nailed that one. You're all you getting a little two ways. back. You can go one of two ways. You're right. I'm the same way. I think it's a mom thing. We can go either thing? direction. Yeah. Um, all right, good. Okay, so wrap question today. Wrap question. Wrap question. So this is kind of an on-trend question, but I want to make sure that people are asking each other this question. Are you okay? 
is the question. Love that question. We all need to be asking it more. Um, so is that the question to me first? Am I okay? Um, yeah, go ahead. Are you okay? Yeah. You know, I'm okay. It's tough. You know, I like to sugarcoat things, but um, it's I back to my gratitude list. I'm extremely grateful for my husband. I'm extremely grateful for my dog, my kids, my parents, but um, you know, being quarantined, being sick, having an aging father-in-law live with me, you know, it's trying. Yeah. I would say we are all okay, but it's not easy, but thank you for asking. You Amy, are you okay? You know, I'm kind of in the same place. Yes, I have so much to be grateful for and I'm good. Um, you know, my sister and her family now have COVID and she was texting with her this morning and she said something about she's sad and, and just sad that they caught it, sad that they're going through that. And that breaks my heart. And then also, I'm sorry, my dog's getting excited. Um, and then my father-in-law, you know, just being, you know, his situation where his health is declining. It's, you know, it's hard to watch family go through that. And it's just super sad, but I am okay. I have lots to be thankful for. I have a roof over my head. I have food in the refrigerator and I have a job I love and friends and family. And a dog that barks. Come here. I thought it was thunder at first. Look no. at Mine's looking all over the place. She Three likes to say hi to our neighbor dog. When the oh. neighbor dog comes out, she likes to stand at the door okay. and say hi. Say hi. Yes. So anyway. So luckily my mind's looking all over going, where, 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 where's that dog at? Where's that dog barking from? And I think it's, you know, I love this rap quite. What's funny is Amy and I had both read the same article from Meghan Markle about how she was very stressed and a reporter, she was breastfeeding, traveling baby, um, and it, very stressful. They were on a tour and a reporter looked at her and said, are you okay? And how that meant so much. She said, that's the first time anybody's ever asked me that. And it resonated with me. And I, and I saw Amy had posted this as the rap question. I'm like, I love this because it goes back to when we talked about stop apologizing and how you say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Even sometimes it's because you feel bad for that person, what they're going through. A great question to ask is, are you okay? It's a great question. Right. It really, it doesn't make any assumptions about anything. It doesn't make any assumptions about how anybody's doing. Like, I hope you feel better or, you know, how are you feeling? It's just like, are you okay? Because it could be, it could be, you know, you could be sick or you could just be feeling lonely or you could, there could be anything going on. And I, I agree. I love that. I posted it and you're like, oh my gosh, did you read that article? And I'm like, yes. yes. And um, I just love that this question is resonating with people and people hopefully will be asking it of each other. Awesome question. Okay, so good. Well, thank you. Have a great weekend. I, my tree needs lights. I see your tree in the background. It's very I was pretty. just gonna say we both have our trees up, which is so nice. And this is just a little one in my office. But That's, uh, this is a little one in my office, and I went new with both trees since we moved. 
but uh, Garrett's the only one who's not isolated anymore. So he gets to do nice jobs like picking up shampoo for me, which is very overwhelming for a man, by the way. And uh, he's got to get a string of lights for me for this one. So soon enough. Oh, good. Well, very Great, good. Exciting thing. All right, Amy, until next All right. week. Till next week.